Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining unwavering faith in Almighty God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back today to a brand new episode of Weathering the Storm. We are now in the season five, and today we are recording episode two. In our last episode, we introduced this new season uh, that we will be weathering the storm with Peter. And we spent some time in our introductory episode talking about Peter, who he was, uh, where he came from, uh, some of the highs and lows of his life. And then we really spent some time focusing on the, the, the product, the end result of Peter, if you will, uh, how he was able to grow, how he was able to be a, a wonderful leader, a wonderful servant of Jesus. And he provides a wonderful example for us. Today's episode is entitled, Leaving Life Behind to Follow Jesus. And I want to begin with this question. What have you left behind in order to be a Christian? Did you have to leave anything behind? Were there any uh, drastic changes that you had to make? Maybe you look back when you obeyed the gospel, when you were converted. You heard the gospel, it pricked your heart, you believed with all of your heart. You repented of sin, which means you changed your mind, realizing, hey, I'm going the wrong direction. I need to change my mind and stop right here. Make the decision to do what's right and then make the change. That's repentance. You confessed with the mouth that, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. The example we find in Acts 8.37 of the eunuch doing just that. And then you were baptized into Christ to have all of your sins washed away by His blood. Acts 2.38-22.16. If you did that, then that means you obey the gospel, and thus the Lord identifies the fact that you are a Christian, not because you you know, you know, asked Him into your heart or uh, because you said some kind of prayer or you had an emotional experience, but rather you responded by faith to what God has revealed in the New Testament. And by doing that, uh, by doing that you became a Christian. And so when you come out of that watery grave of baptism, According to Romans 6, 5 and following, you rise to walk in newness of life. And so if that implies if I'm in a newness of life, that that old life, that old man, that old woman is dead and gone. And so when anybody decides to become a Christian, to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, their former life is to be left behind. You can't take that person with you. In fact, when you obey the gospel, you're putting that person to death. Again, that's according to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 6. You put that old man of sin to death. You're buried in that grave of baptism to rise and walk in newness of life. With those thoughts in mind, we want to get into this uh, idea, and we want to look at Peter. And we want to talk about the life that he lived and the life that he left behind to follow Jesus. And by doing that, we can maybe think about our lives. And if we are followers of Jesus, what do we leave behind? Have we truly left it in the past? Or it may be that you're listening today and you have not yet made the decision to become a Christian. Well, then this would be an opportunity for you to think about, what am I going to have to give up? Am I willing to do that? We're going to do a lot of reading today. So I do hope that you have a Bible nearby. We're going to be looking at All four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because we want to talk about how Jesus called his disciples, specifically with Peter, because all four of these accounts give a little bit of a different take, a little bit of different perspective, and some details are a little bit different. 
and and putting it all together uh, will hopefully help us to see you know what happened with Peter when he decided I'm going to follow Jesus and then of course making the application to our lives because this can be a massive storm when you have to change everything you've ever believed you have to change everything that that you've ever known and you have to go against family you have to go against the norm you have to lose friends all of that is included sometimes in, in leaving behind your former life to follow Jesus it comes at a heavy price but of course that price is certainly worth it especially when you consider the price that Jesus paid for us all on the cross so if you have your bibles i want to invite you to the first passage which is Matthew chapter 4 and in Matthew chapter 4 we're going to begin there with verse 18 as we think about Jesus calling his disciples while you're opening to that text i do want to say a quick word about the scattered abroad network uh, this is a podcast that is on that network and very very excited very grateful to be on this this great network uh, with my brothers in christ and every day of the week we have brand new content coming out and so if you haven't already please go and subscribe to the scattered abroad network master feed wherever you get your podcast and to like us to uh, find our Facebook page, our Instagram page, uh, our YouTube channel, where we have material and content coming out uh, each month as well. And we just appreciate so much all of our listeners. And uh, I want to thank you for taking time out today. And and those of you who listen week to week, it's truly a great encouragement to me. But again, just want to say a, a quick word of thanks for the Scattered Abroad Network. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, please go and, and do that. So in Matthew chapter 4, let's begin there in verse 18. <clears throat> and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. When you continue in the context, you read where Jesus heals a great multitude, and then Matthew records the great Sermon on the Mount. So here are these men who are fishermen, who are just going about their daily lives, you know, just another day for them. And then when Jesus says, come and follow me, it seems as if, as we read this, there's no hesitation. You know, they, they've never met this man. They don't know anything about him. But he says, stop what you're doing and follow me. And that was enough. That was enough for them. They left and they stopped what they were doing and they followed Jesus. And look what they were able to see after making that decision. <clears throat> and I believe there's a reason for that. You know, Jesus, by healing the multitude, immediately they were enamored with his power and his authority. I believe that's, that's very, very important. In fact, verse 23 of Matthew chapter 4 says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. His fame went throughout all Syria. They brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. 
So imagine Peter, James, Andrew, and John. They've just recently decided to follow Jesus, and, and they're able to see multitudes of people flock to him, and he heals them. But then also they got to hear his preaching and his teaching. And so they knew right off the, the bat there's something different about this individual, something different about him, and there, there must have been this intrigue to want to know more and want to get to know him more. And, of course, the disciples at this point had no idea what they were about to get into for the next few years. But I want you to notice that Peter and his brother Andrew, there in verse 19, Jesus said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And notice the language. They immediately left their nets and followed him. In our next episode, Lord willing, we're going to talk about this, this concept of forsaking your net, you know, whatever your net may be. But when you think about the, the language, I find it powerful that it's the word immediately. There's no delay. And when someone truly decides to become a Christian, to become a disciple of Jesus, you know, that, that moment is, is powerful. It's not something that you put off. It's not something you say, well, I know that's probably what I need to do. So let me get things in order. Let me get my life right, and then I'll follow Jesus. Well, friends, let me tell you, you're not going to get your life right without Him. And whatever storm you may be facing, whatever trials you may be facing, you're not going to be able to weather those without Him. And so here we have Peter hearing Jesus say, come and follow me, and immediately he did just that. Before we leave Matthew's account, also notice that James and John were with their father. But when Jesus said, come follow me, verse 22 says, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So if you piece all, all three of those together, they left their nets, they left the boat, they left their father. Look at the impact of leaving life behind to follow Jesus. Their profession, or in this case, one of their family members. And sometimes that's what it comes to. But following Jesus is worth it. We move on now to Mark's account, Mark chapter 1. And again, we're talking about the four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and how Jesus called the disciples, specifically focusing on Peter, and how he left life behind to follow Jesus. Mark chapter 1, beginning there in verse 16. It says, As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets, and they followed him. You know, we think about that, that statement. He says, I will make you fishers of men. Do you wonder if, if Peter had to stop and think about that for a second? What does he mean? He, he, took, he took, Jesus did, he took Peter's profession, what Peter knew, what Peter was, was, was good at, skilled at, and he said, this is what you're doing now, but you come follow me, and you're going to be doing something far greater than that. You're going to be a fisher of men. And maybe in this moment, Peter was, I don't really understand, but, but okay, I'm going to follow you. But then you look at Acts chapter 2, and you look at about the 3,000 souls that obey the gospel. And of course, the power was not in Peter. It was in the gospel. But still, Peter was the instrument used. He was the herald of good news. He was the preacher that day. And he was certainly a fisher of men, wasn't he? And so we have, of course, Peter and Andrew and then James and John, just like we read Matthew's account. But then I want you to notice 
Now, beginning in verse 21 of Mark chapter 1, Jesus is performing miracles. He's casting out the unclean spirit that we find verses 21 through 28. And then Peter's mother-in-law is healed by Jesus. That's verses 29 through 31. So in a very personal way, Peter was able to see what Jesus could do. This is his own family member. This is his mother-in-law, and, and Jesus heals her. In verses 32 through 34, Jesus is healing many after the Sabbath uh, sunset. You know, the, the people are coming from, from all over the place to be healed. And then verses 35 to 39, he's preaching in Galilee. And verses 40 through the end of the chapter there in verse 45, he cleanses a leper. And so here's Peter and James and Andrew and John. They've decided to follow Jesus, and they are, there's just, I can't imagine what they're going through at this time. Now, who have we decided to follow, and what is going to change for us? Everything was going to change for them, wasn't it? And that's the point. <clears throat> when you decide to follow Jesus, everything changes. But you have to be willing to leave life behind for a new life. The abundant life that Jesus provides, John chapter 10 and verse 10. We now go, we, we want to skip to John's account. <clears throat> John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. You might say, well, why are we not going to Luke? There's a reason for that. We're going to save Luke for the end. And then we're going to go right back to that account in our next episode, uh, thinking about Peter. <clears throat> John chapter 1, beginning in verse 35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, Where are you staying? They said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and remained with him that day. And it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And now notice on a very personal note, personal level, as Jesus called the disciples, what he says to Peter. Again, this is John 1, verse 42. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. If I'm Peter on this occasion, I'm taking a step back. Jesus, a man that Peter had never met, knew his name, knew he was the son of Jonah, and knew who he could become by changing his name to stone. This is extremely powerful. And another powerful idea here is that when Jesus looked at him, this look, was one of all kinds of looks that he would give Peter. Think about the look that he gave Peter when Peter denied him three times. Or think about the look when Peter cut off Malchus's ear. All the kinds of looks that Jesus gave Peter. Here's the first one that's recorded. He looked to him and he saw potential. He knew Peter's name, but he changed his name because he understood this is somebody that could be a great servant for me. Just find that really powerful and really awesome when you think about Peter and when Jesus called him. And so now we come to our final passage, and this is Luke chapter 5. And again, I want to save this for last because some of the detail that Luke gives is really, really interesting. 
So Luke chapter 5, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, and of course, it was Simon's. He gets into Peter's boat. Now picture this and how personal this is going to be. And he asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And then Simon Peter, when he saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partakers with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And so when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Again, in our next episode, when we think about forsaking the net, we're going to talk about this this idea of forsaking all to follow Jesus. But I want you to notice how personal this is for Peter. And this scene is so touching. When Jesus gets into his boat, when he tells him what he ought to do, and I love the response there in verse 5, and I believe this is a great attitude for all of us to have. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You know, that, that's an attitude of submission, isn't it? You know, this, and Peter essentially says, I've done it my way. I've tried it my way. It's not working. So even though I think this is how it needs to be done, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. I need to have the mentality that says, <clears throat> Even though I think I know what I'm doing, I don't. And so I need to submit to God. I need to submit to my Lord and His plan. Nevertheless, at your word, I will do this. I will do that. Let's take our Lord at His word and do what He says. And Peter was able to do that. But also notice his response. When Jesus said, you do this, and then this miracle was performed, and they were able to catch all this fish, Isn't it interesting how Peter responded? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He recognized, I'm in the presence of greatness right now. But what did Jesus say to him in response? He said, do not be afraid. I find a lot of peace in that because Peter was maybe scared, maybe taken back by this. And Jesus sensed that, and he said, don't be afraid. You're about to follow me, but everything about your life is about to change. Now, does that mean that Peter was not going to have to face storms? Does that mean that Peter wasn't wasn't going to have ups and downs and all kinds of setbacks and trials? No, of course not. But from this point forward, he's going to follow Jesus. In order to do that, he had to leave behind his profession. He had to leave behind his family, he had to leave behind 
his idea that he knew what he was doing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. As we bring this episode to a close, I want to invite you to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 and 38, and and use this for the application for us. When we think about leaving life behind to follow Jesus, you know, you leave your former life behind. And if you don't do that, then you can't really experience this new life that Jesus wants you to have. We read that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. When I decide to follow Jesus, I've got to be willing to leave my life behind. Whatever cost it may be, I've got to be willing to do it. And with that, let's close by listening to the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 10. Verses 37 and 38. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Leaving life behind to follow Jesus. Friends, I understand that that comes at a price. I understand that that can be very, very difficult. But at the same time, whatever life you're living outside of Christ, I can promise you this, life with Christ is far better. You may be in the midst of a storm as we speak. You may be in the midst of a storm and thinking, I've just been going in circles. I've been going around and around, and I'm ready to break the cycle. Jesus says, you come unto me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. I do hope and pray that as we think about Peter, who left his life behind to follow Jesus, and yes, there were going to be drastic changes to be made, but it would be worth it. Let's learn from his example, and let's be willing to do the same that we may be able to weather the storm. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.